0: Welcome to Rich in Life, a podcast for anyone looking to be entertained while picking up a few tips on life, luxury, and resilience. And now your host, Rich Irani.
1: Hi, I'm Rich Irani, and thank you for listening to Rich in Life. Today we have an interesting show for you. My producer, Vinny, wanted me to try something different. I'm not a very big, different kind of person. I like everything to stay the same. So it was very uncomfortable for me, but I did it anyway. He wanted to bring me a surprise guest and speak for only 30 minutes about one topic, women. Luckily, that's something I know a lot about since I've been dealing with them the last few decades of my life. I think they are the best creatures probably that God ever created. And luckily he knew I was passionate about this next guest. For anyone that watches Dateline 2020 or any news outlet, you may have seen her. Her name is Natalie Quam. She's an attorney for the whistleblower Vanessa Gian, an army soldier that went missing April 22nd in Fort Hood, Texas. She was murdered by another soldier that happened to have been a male. I happened to have seen this case on 2020 and became obsessed with it. Um, watching her family look for her and how difficult it was, for, I think, weeks that went on where they could not find this girl that was supposed to be safe and sound in a military base. The details of her murder were so hard to listen to and so hard to watch. We don't delve deep into it, but we do talk about it. I wanted to know everything about whistleblowing and if anything has changed for women in the military and for women in general. Like I said, I only had 30 minutes. I didn't ask her a lot of questions that I would have loved to have asked her, but I didn't get a chance. So I'm going to ask you guys, and I want you to direct message me if there's any one woman that has inspired you in your life, and it can't be your mom. I look forward to hearing from you. I want to know if you have any woman in your life that has really inspired you, a strong woman that has helped you in your life, in your career, in any capacity, please direct message me and I will answer you guys back. Here's Natalie Kwam. Can you first explain, Natalie, to me and to the audience who what exactly a whistleblower is?
0: Sure. Um, A whistleblower is someone who works um, in an institution, an agency, company, and they learn of something that is unethical, illegal, fraudulent. some kind of misconduct. So you could, for example, be a secretary for your CEO boss. And then all of a sudden you're looking at his documents or some tax forms and stuff. And you're saying, wait a second, we make like over 2 million a year here and he's only filing $10,000. Or wait a second, he just cooked the books. Um, or wait a second, we didn't give this uh, patient this medication. We gave him the generic and charged him for this medication. And there's other ways of being a whistleblower. Um, you can report something that you know is unethical or untrue or illegal. And that could be any kind of um, compliance issues, like the company was supposed to um, have you know, some, uh, a certain amount, amount of men or females or minorities or such to comply with some kind of SBA rules or something, and they don't but they're getting things, they're getting money or grants for something. Uh, So it's basically somebody that's coming forth who discloses something that is unethical or illegal um, and informs, I guess you would contact either an attorney like me or directly call the government and tell them, meaning the department of justice, the FBI, the IRS, whoever, whichever agency it is that is being defrauded, including a state of Florida or whatever agency, state, corporation that's being defrauded.
1: Is a whistleblower always anonymous?
0: Doesn't or have can to a whistleblower... be. I'm sorry? No, they do not have to be.
1: They don't have to be. So a whistleblower can be anonymous, you're saying? Yes. It's true. Okay. You know, because I sometimes have a problem with anonymous whistleblowers. Mm -hmm. You know, I find that I like to kind of know who it's coming from because anybody (laughs) can say anything.
0: (laughs) Well, I want to ask you that. What do you have a problem with an anonymous whistleblower? Like, Who's whistleblowing on you right now? (laughs) No,
1: no, no, no! It's not on me. I'm not worried. Trust me. If anyone whistle blows on me, they're probably right. I can tell you right off the bat now. Anything anyone ever says about me, just assume that they are correct, and it's probably worse than what they're telling you. But you know, sometimes when you hear about things, you know, secondhand, I'm like, oh, who said that? Well, like, you know, it's anonymous. I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I trust so much anonymous. You know
0: what? And I absolutely agree with you. And you and I want to um, I want to clarify your point with that issue whenever and I think you're taking this anonymous thing to what you see in the media. So it's like an undisclosed source. I hate that more than anything. That basically means you just said something that no one else can back up and you can't give a name because that person A doesn't exist or B didn't even say it that way. So we can That's code for fact-check. basically
1: I'm going to gaslight you.
0: Yes, exactly. So the anonymous part when it comes to whistleblowing is so for example, False Claims Act um, is also known as key TAMS, key TAMs, the King's people, taxpayers. So a key TAM um, under the False Claims Act, um, what it does is it allows somebody to be anonymous during the um, during the discovery period and such. So even though they're anonymous in the court documents they're not anonymous to the department of justice, to FBI, to the, to the attorneys. We're just not putting their name on the court docket. So believe me when I say they would not survive the smell test if they couldn't give up everything about themselves, even their criminal history and background, they get screened significantly. Uh, and they have to the prove with all the information and evidence and data. What they're anonymous for is that the defendant doesn't know who it is until the case is closed. But the Believe me, the Department of Justice and everyone is not going to pursue a case with all their resources and everything on something that's not going to hold water because you got some, you know, serious allegations that they. We're never. Yeah. So the anonymous thing, I think that applies with the media. It does not apply when it comes to whistleblowing.
1: Right. Okay. so I think we're on the same page there. I I think, Natalie, you totally get me. Yes. When it comes to the media, it's like, you know, it's kind of code for I'm gaslighting you. But I think what you're saying is that, you know, in a court of law that there is somebody there being vetted and um, they might not release the name, but they have somebody there. And eventually it'll probably be, you know. Outed, it you know. gets
0: released. Unfortunately, or, or in your situation, as you're saying, fortunately, um, they eventually all get released. They Because it's public policy to know who it is and what they did, but they release the name after the matter is resolved or settled or. Right. You know,
1: okay, so, I mean, it was an incredible case to watch because I mean, just watching the mother and I, I don't want to talk so much about this case cause I have a lot to ask you and we have a short amount of time, but I will say my heart went out to the family so much. I mean, I found myself literally on the verge of crying for them. I felt the pain through the television set. What is, I mean, how do I ask? I mean, is there an unfair expectation of women in the military? as there is in life in general, I find there to be, which I wanna elaborate more on later from you, but in the military specifically, is there an unfair expectation of the women that are now in our military?
0: Um, yeah, you know, I'll tell you what the um, wh- where the conundrum is. You have someone who signs up to serve. And, and and I always say in the real world, and I shouldn't say it like that, in the civilian world, um, If you get sexually harassed or sexually assaulted, you can give the person a one finger salute and leave and basically sue the company or sue the guy. Right. Um, Right. Sorry, I use a lot of code for things, but um,
1: I got it. Yeah.
0: In in the military, on the other hand, you don't get to do that. You have to live out those three years or four years, whatever you committed under contract. So you're putting this very, Peculiar, strange situation where you're stuck with these guys or girls. Um, if you say something, okay, so these are the same people you're supposed to be taking a bullet for, and yet you're going to go and report this person for grabbing your butt or doing whatever he did or she did. So you're it's now you're now treated like you are a, a whistleblower or, a, or, you know, I, by the way, whistleblower is what comes to mind for me, but Guys, I noticed you used the word snitch for some snitch, reason. Yeah, voice mm-hmm. comes out when I'm like a oh, whistleblower. You're like snitch. I'm like, where do you come up with this? Yes, okay, fine, snitch. Let's make it easy. So you <laughs> got to yeah. snitch this rat, whatever you want to use. So they have they look at it as wow, she just. Threw me under the bus and reported this, and she's supposed to take a bullet for me. Like, so you put again, like I said, a conundrum. Like, what is going on here? You have someone who can't leave. If she reports something, she's stuck with you for a good while, and you're stuck with everyone else in the company, which it means that everyone else is looking at you like, oh my god, she's totally not loyal or, or you know, uh, on our side. So it is such a very complicated space to be in because when they accept the woman in combat and everything like that they did not provide for, if the situation arises, how to be fair with how to handle it. Because the way you're handling it is you're going through the the, the command, which means everybody in your unit's gonna find out no. I mean, it's just, it really is a rule or um, a policy that, as we all see, doesn't work. It's not right. working. So, right. you know, you have this very complicated situation. You got, the, and then by the way, she's supposed to be tough as nails. She's not supposed to be a wimp. Or what, or whatever the word they use, right? So she's supposed to be tough as nails. So you can't handle that. Come on, get over it, or you know, don't suck it up, Buttercup, kind of thing. So you have all these issues that she's facing. So she's supposed to be able to take a bullet. She's supposed to be hard as nails, but yet she gets upset and she cries about being having her ass grabbed. So look at all these like uh, thoughts that's going through her head: why she's upset, why her existence, why did she, did she do something that? that brought it on to herself? Did she say something that she shouldn't have said? Did she put herself in a position she shouldn't have done? You know, all these statements that you, and then you got, of course, at the end with the command going, you sure she did it? You sure, you sure? Like they continue to like basically make you feel like this is a bad idea, don't do this.
1: Fast forward a little. So, I mean, I I think about it. So they found her body and and she was killed by a fellow male soldier, is that correct?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they didn't find her body. They found her remains.
1: Her her remains. They didn't have a body, right? Oh Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine that poor family. They couldn't
0: even do. They couldn't even tell you. Like normally, when they find some bones and remains, they usually do the um, the um, the dental cavity. They they examine that. They couldn't because he crushed her skull and her teeth so badly with a hammer. Isn't that disgusting?
1: It's beyond disgusting. Do they know? And this is a man that's serving in the army, supposedly fighting for our country. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's right crazy. Do they know what the reason was? Is it because she was going to tell on him that he was, you know?
0: Yeah, so this is the the story. So there's two stories, right? One story is his girlfriend that helped to, um, cut
1: her, take a machete
0: and cut up Vanessa. So I don't know how credible I consider her story is, her accounting of it. So what the story, what we believe is that Vanessa, so supposedly Vanessa told him that she was going to report him. Um, we believe that Vanessa, he probably tried to grab Vanessa's ass or do something that's in, inappropriate. And she probably like pushed him off and said, you know, get off of me. And then it became a scuffle. And, you know, here you he got blood all over the room after he takes the hammer, supposedly, and like bludgeons her head and kills
1: her. Like, wow. Unbelievable. First. I mean, my heart goes out to the family. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, do we know, and my last question to you is, do we know what the outcome for the murderers, whatever happened to this yeah, man and so, his girlfriend?
0: Yeah, so uh, this animal, well, I don't even want to do that to animals because I like animals, for yeah. right. animals. Why did they get right. the bad it's name? It's insult to animals. They're like, you, they're like, you can have them. We don't want them. Yeah, exactly. So um, he killed himself. Um, so he, and that's where our big questions remain, you know, like, how did you let him escape, uh, all this stuff that, so that's my bigger fight right now with the, with the militaries, how this happened, how nobody heard this, how no one saw this. So, um, if you do the timing, like if, if you take a, a clock watch or a time and you try to do the, the, the time that he was in, he was out, he killed her. He's her, None of it makes sense. It seems like he definitely was either, um, he either had help or someone's covering up something. So it doesn't make sense. But right, Well, he, we know he had
1: help, I think, from his girlfriend, isn't that? Well, what we-
0: supposedly his girlfriend, uh, after he bludgeoned Vanessa, uh, he put her in uh, a Pelican brief, big one, take, put, leaves her in a hallway, cleans up the room. This is all, by the way, in 43 minutes, which is impossible. I don't even think Mr. Clean could do this. Uh, he kills her... In 43 minutes exact from the minute he opens that door to closing, which means they still have to talk. They still had to do things. She was sending texts, impossible. So he kills her, murders her, cleans up the whole place, puts her um, body in a Pelican brief, leaves her body in the hallway, goes and you know does his cleaning up, takes her, takes her body in the Pelican brief, drags it to his car, puts it in a trunk, takes it to the woods nearby, leaves it there, calls his girlfriend, um, her name is Cecily, uh, it's around 6 p.m., calls her and says, I'm coming over to get you. He, she was working at the gas station, picks her up uh, and tells her, um, I got Gian's body in, uh, in, it, in the box in the woods. Um, she, he picks her up. He says, I need help burying her. They go to the body. They try to burn it doesn't burn so they take a machete and cut her up in pieces uh make three separate shallow graves and berries try, burns it from there and puts it in like three shallow graves uh comes back the next morning or something like that and puts cement on it so that way she can't so basically it was the girlfriend cecily supposedly now by the way this is her counting of it did not help murder her she helped Uh, destroy the evidence, conceal, you know, her body, her remains.
1: Wow. It's, it's, it's beyond, it's almost like, it's like watching a a movie. It's like watching a horror flick and it's actually happening in real life. And you did something to change legislation. Didn't you? For the military without president.
0: uh, Last year I did. uh, And this year I did the Vanessa Geen bill. uh, And so this one is a I drafted the bill, uh, we introduced it, and we're waiting for, Nancy Pelosi to give us a date that she will put it on the House floor for a vote.
1: Oh, boy, you're going to be waiting. OK,
0: I know you're
1: going to be waiting a while for that one. But Thank I got to tell you, awesome. I'm proud of you. I want Thank to talk you. about women. And uh, first of all, what possesses women? And I and I don't want to generalize, but I'm going to say it's usually mostly women, especially from watching Judge Judy <laughs> <It> reruns <laughs> and new episodes. It's usually the women that are always falling so hard for the men that do stupid things. I'm not saying men do stupid things all the time. Women Mm -hmm. don't. Women, I find, mostly do stupid things when it has to do with men. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is?
0: I think um, as we're raised since you know birth, that the man is the head of the household. So follow the leader, you know, comply with him. He knows what's best. He's our protector. So I find a lot of men take advantage, men that are warped. Take advantage of that naivete or that uh, trust, and you know, uh, have their woman help them in some vile situations that they normally wouldn't do it themselves. But because he's saying, "Come and help me," you know, I'm the lead. You know, trust me, this is for us. That kind of nonsense, manipulation. That that's how they get involved. I right. really do believe it's manipulation.
1: Right, manipulation. What advice would you give? To women that either, you know, want to blow the shuttle on something or, you know, that's terrified or just, you know, what advice would you give to women just to to do the right thing, to do the right thing in terms of, you know, if I say something, I'm going to be, you know, ostracized. If I don't say something, I'm going to be harassed. What is the best thing to do? What advice would you give to women to, to do, I guess?
0: So, uh, you know, as a female, I, I understand, how, I'm not saying that I speak for all women, but I think that as a female, I kind of understand what, why we think and do some things. And I think that um, having been through, you know, the law and, you know, all that stuff, what advice I normally give my clients is, um, what I say is, because I think women are very compassionate and we're caretakers, and we're nurturers, right. majority of us. What I say is, if this happened to your daughter, always put the shoes on your daughter's feet. If this situation happened to your daughter, exact set of facts, what would you tell her to do? Run, call the cops, uh, report him. What would you tell your daughter? Because you're usually a good decision maker when it comes to taking care of a child. So use that advice that you would tell your child.
1: Natalie, that's great advice. I'm even going to take it. I have a yeah. six year old daughter and a six year old son. I'm gonna take that, always look at it through the eyes of my children. That'll make me yeah. make the best decision.
0: Yeah, because you care about your children and you would, if you would actually think of this to tell your child, then you then you should comply with it yourself. You usually don't think like that for yourself. You're not selfish, you're selfless, but that's what our children are and that's why we give them good advice.
1: Right, I wanna go back to what you said just before that, how women are definitely more compassionate. I do find that women also have a certain loyalty when it comes to men you know, I I hate generalizing, but I'm going to because that's what the podcast is about. I mean, agree Mm -hmm. or disagree. But I mean, I find that women in dealing with them over the decades, they have a certain loyalty when it comes to men that I don't find men have, in terms Mm -hmm. of, you know, being monogamous, being loyal, you know, having that nurturing, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? It's that thing that uh, it's innate with women. But there's a part of me that sometimes think that women that maybe don't have a great father figure are always searching for I guess, you know, the man to take care of them and they don't want them to leave them. And so they do crazy things for them. But how could it be possible that there are so many women in the world that have been brought up without the proper father figure?
0: Well, I think that it's not that there's a lot not being brought up with a proper father figure. I think that a lot of it, because it doesn't necessarily have to be um, that they don't have a father figure, you know? I mean, a lot of my friends, even I have made bad decisions for a guy before. Um, and I have a great father. Right. Um, I just think that sometimes you can have a great father and you could trust the world. And guess what? You trust the wrong person. And you know, it's like, you didn't do anything wrong. You just trusted the wrong person. He manipulated you and you believed in him because you thought he was like going to be like your father. He was going to be faithful, loyal, and he would never take you down the wrong path. And unfortunately, some guys will take you down the wrong path and you got him confused for a good man. You know, you don't, people, I always say you, you cannot anticipate fraud. You cannot anticipate crimes. You cannot, you cannot, you just don't know if somebody's taking advantage of you or not. Unfortunately, sometimes it comes out and you learn from your mistakes, but that doesn't necessarily mean you signed up for that. You just happen to be with a, a bozo that took advantage of your innocence or your honesty or your trust.
1: Right. Have women changed, you think, over the years and what they want in looking for a mate now?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: I think um, so too. I mean, in, in a good way, and in some negative ways as well. But you tell me what what you think, and I'll tell you what I think after. You're sure. probably right, and I'm probably wrong anyway. But no, you <laughs> know, we
0: could both we could both be right. You know, there could be two right people. You know, okay. just different kinds of situations. Yeah, you're right. Um, so I think that, um, and you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so no, I think that you know through time and like just the way I watch my girlfriends from law school, you know, a lot of us, and I'm, by the way, I'm probably using the wrong population, but I, I'm all over the place. You know, I, I see girls at every level from officers to enlisted girls, you know, so I'm around women all the time. And, and powerful women time. too. Yeah. You know, I think we're, we're all doing really well here. Um, and I think that, you know, getting uh, the chutzpah to speak up now and say things that are honest is really has been a merit it has been uh, appreciated and applauded versus back then you know it's like she's a screamer she's a you know a headache keeper she's a problem she's a right so i think we have now started appreciating the truth as a society and i think i've seen a lot more with women dating younger men um i seen a lot more with um you know a lot of my girlfriends for example. Um, dating guys or marrying guys that don't make half the income that they make. Um, and they are okay with it. Like they right. love him the way he is. Whereas back then, you know, you had to wait for the guy that like, I have two master's degree and a law degree. And my sister always laughs about I uh, created my own category. Like, you know how like if you're a secretary, you marry the, or paralegal, you marry the lawyer or you're right. a nurse, you marry the doctor.
1: Right. I don't have
0: somebody that's going to be outside right. my category. So I've screwed myself basically. Not the judge. Uh, but, but i'm okay with that like you know because i i feel like everybody can bring to the table what they have and some people may want more some people want, may want less but it's no longer this if you're not married you're not a human being like or you're not you're not a person but you know it's it's been accepted that you don't necessarily have to get married and you don't have to wait for someone to um make you feel like you're a person or you know, uh, important or, or, uh, yeah,
1: just less than, you know, my mom was widowed very young and she always said she was widowed at 40 and she never Mm. remarried and she was beautiful. We were five little kids she was raising. So Mm. she never wanted to bring a strange man into the house, but she always said later on in life, you know, she'd go to affairs alone. And, you know, she always said that, you know, sometimes you're invisible when you're single, Mm. you know, she'd say, sometimes it's just like being invisible if you're not mated. But I do agree with you. I do agree with you in the sense that now it's definitely more accepted for women to decide to want to be alone, to pursue a career, to not have children. Um, But the other side of that is I find that, you know, women that used to want to be mated or get married used to want to do it for so many more simplistic reasons. Mm -hmm. They wanted to do it to have children, to, to have a family. Now I find that it's you know, women have so much more on their mind. They want a guy who's not just making a lot of money, but who also may have power, who is uh, maybe very popular, who does a lot of traveling. They want a best friend, you know, and it's funny because I'm quoting a little bit of, um, what's her name that I love that uh, Esther Perel, who I love her speeches, but it's like women today are looking for so much more in a man than they did, let's say 30, 40, 50 years ago. And Mm. ironically, now we have so much more freedom, men and women, everyone have so much, has so much more freedom, and yet it just seems a little bit more difficult these days to, to find the right mate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so- I mean, it is, you know, it's like, but you're also getting, you know, there's a, there's a cost-benefit analysis, right? You got the woman who wants more, but you're also having women who now bring more to the table. Like, so, I, for example, when I hear some guys say, oh, I, you know, I just talked to a guy today about this. I said, yeah. uh, what'd she do? She gets ready in the morning. She works out. I was like, that's not a career. That's not a profession. <laughs> uh, and well, she she tagged me. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I said, listen, you know what? Well, long gone are the days where they didn't go to college or they didn't become Wait, a why were you?
1: Why were you talking to this man? What was it about? Were you trying to set him up or-
0: No, he's co counsel with me, and I was asking him if he wanted to come to the office, and he's like, well, my significant other wants to, and I'm like, wait a second, is she an attorney? Because, you know, otherwise she can't be in our office, you know, during this meeting, and then going into these little facts that, you know, I kind of, like, put my nose into, uh, and it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) God, what what else is there to do? Exactly. And when I hear this, I'm saying, wait a second, it's not like she's part of a generation that you didn't go to college or you didn't go to law school or anything like there's no there's no reason to be lazy anymore. You know, it's not like, oh, I wasn't allowed in because I'm a female or I'm anything. So I kind of start feeling like there's a higher expectation from both sides, both sexes. Right. Like to, right. to go pursue your education or pursue a career. There's no, there's even, you can, woman can even go, be in battle now. You know, like, so there's no reason to say, oh, she couldn't because she was a female. So it's just at this point, more expectations on both parties.
1: Yeah. So, you know, what's funny is that I used to say that in my next life, I want to come back as a woman with, I don't know, a nice ass, a nice rack, something just because it always seems so easy. You know, you see women walking down the street, men fall over them. You know, you, you know a woman fights with a man and, um, you know, she can hit him over the head with a frying pan. If he says that night, you know, she says, let's have sex. He'll be like, okay. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work the same way the other way around. When a woman is mad at you, that's it you know what I'm saying? But you know, these days I think about it and I say it's so much harder to be a woman, a woman, I listen to the women around me and the women that I style or come into my shop, they the expectations on on them are incredible, not just taking care of a family taking care of them, but you know, being thin, losing weight, making dinners, being social, taking care of the kids. I mean, the pressures are just endless. And you have to do all that while wearing heels or you know, being pregnant. And so now I kind of changed my view on that aspect in my next life. I don't know. Ah, it's funny because
0: when i was younger i used to say i wish i was a man because i can have a wife and she can take care of me and cook me dinner and everything so now it's like uh just thinking it's quite the opposite you know i think that uh we have we've seen a lot more changes through our lifetime than we thought we would see
1: yeah yeah it's i I love that i love that i have to tell you that it was really fun talking to you i don't want to take up more of your time but I think that you're amazing. I think what you're doing is amazing, and I hope this legislation that you're trying to pass uh, really comes through.
0: Thank I you. Thank you I for your insight your and
1: talking. Yeah, and I'm excited uh, to talk again to you. Me too. Any insights going into 2021?
0: Yeah, um, you know we're going to see a lot more change in the military. Um, like it or not, it's going to be for the better, though. You know, I always say I'm not doing this to embarrass anyone. I'm not doing this to harm anything. I love our military. I love our soldiers. I love our generals. I love I love our troops. That's why I represent them for free. But I also want oh, to. Oh, I didn't that, know
1: you do it for free.
0: Oh yeah, this is all for free.
1: Oh, this, see, this is, this is amazing to me. Okay, yeah, now uh, I love you even more.
0: Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, but you know, I just think that even though um, I love them. I really believe there's room for improvement and that's why I do this because I want everybody to have protections in place and um, be safe. And, you know, the only time that they should be concerned about dying is when they're facing ISIS or when there are war, not when they're, they're, you know, they're, they're barracks on the right. base in the U S it's not the way this is meant to be. They didn't sign yeah. up to, to be sexually harassed. They signed up to take a bullet for our country, you know, so this kind of crap that happens on a daily basis by the way it's 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 not just the military it's everywhere but it could be fixed it could be changed and that's my, my goal is
1: well amen and i agree with you on that how can we hear more of you what's the name of your podcast
0: the whistleblower
1: the whistleblower okay mm-hmm. and, and natalie, natalie Kwam. say that again
0: uh the whistleblower with natalie kawam
1: no, okay and when can we expect to see you on tv next is uh, I think on up?
0: Thursday, there's Dateline is featuring our, our story on Thursday. Okay. Um, and I know 48 Hours is also going to be doing something. And I think uh, uh, Showtime is also doing something. It was supposedly, it was Vice TV, but Showtime is doing the show. And that should be like in January too.
1: Well, that's exciting. I look forward to seeing it. Um, I have to Thanks. say thank you for your service and what you're doing for all of us, especially, you know, doing it for free and speaking up and fighting Fighting for our military, fighting for women, fighting for everybody is incredible. Thank you. So thanks again for your service. And I can't wait to see you again on TV and listen to your podcast.
0: Thank you, Richie.
1: Thank you, Natalie.
0: You've been listening to Rich in Life with Rich Arani. If you liked what you've heard, click subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Or visit us at richinlife.com. That's r i t c h in